Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast from underdogpodcast.com. My name is John. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Ronnie, a.k.a. Mr. Turkey. Ronnie, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was really good. Uh, it's funny that you say Mr. Turkey because, yeah, that's exactly what my family calls me, Mr. Turkey. I think Do they so. really? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was like, you're a pretty good bowler, so <laughs> maybe that's why. Oh, yeah, um, that, that is a good one. Yeah, I've, I've gotten lots yeah, of turkeys in my life. With the bowling reference there. Yeah. Do you guys do turkey on Thanksgiving? Does your family do turkey? Yes, sir. Are you we a sure ham do. family? No, we, ham we do family. ham on, on Christmas, but we do the turkey on Thanksgiving. Ah, we like to do prime rib on Christmas, but we do ham on Thanksgiving because no one else other than me likes turkey. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's kind of sad. I'll, occasionally, I'll make like a, get like a small turkey breast and smoke that or something. Yeah. And eat it by myself, sadly. I think that's a good idea to not do it for Christmas because then, because you know how turkey has that stuff that makes you sleepy after you eat it. And then we eat, we open up our Christmas presents like afterwards. So it's like tough to keep everyone awake, I think, after you eat turkey to open presents. So yeah, I think it's a good idea to not eat turkey for Christmas. Stay away from that. There we go. Stay away from turkey for Christmas. That's (laughs) That's why they call me (laughs) Mr. Turkey. Mr. Turkey. (laughs) What I found weird was that there was no basketball games on Thanksgiving. And I know traditionally football is the king on Thanksgiving, but some of those games were not great games to watch. The Cowboys game specifically was kind of a bloodbath. So I was like, oh, let's see what else is on. And there was no basketball. And I was yeah. I was really sad about that. Has that always been that way? Have I just been living in a in a cave? Do they never play basketball on Thanksgiving? I feel like it was on last year, but I did watch football last year. And so I didn't watch any basketball. So I could be yeah. wrong. But it was weird because this year I was looking forward to basketball. I, I clicked around just like you. I was looking for it. I was like, oh, man, it's, it's not even scheduled. So and but and you know what? I didn't watch any football this year, which was really weird. That is weird. Yeah. Your Lions... Uh, blew it yeah they they pooped the bed pretty bad so (laughs) but yeah i was i was looking so there's no thanksgiving basketball apparently maybe that's a thing maybe it's not a thing but there was definitely none this year so i was excited to see it back on the calendar the next day all right there's a lot to talk about so let's go ahead and get started with the nba news but I specifically want to start off with this story because this this is a big story, and this is Josh Giddy and, and Ronnie. Are you aware of everything that's going on in the Oklahoma City Thunder universe right now? I'm aware of some allegations going on, not all the little details. So yeah, if you could fill me in on those, I'd be appreciative. <laughs> so it's all it's all hearsay, and some of the people reporting are TMZ, and it's it's a weird pot that's being stirred up. Uh, I think you mentioned it in our, our pre podcast meeting here, where. You're shocked to see that he's still playing basketball. They're still putting him out on the court, which is kind of weird. But yeah. essentially, Josh Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder is being accused of having a sexual relationship with a minor. Uh, she was either 15 or 16 years old at the time. There's Snapchats of them together, her posting that her and him basically just banged. And he's in the background like, yeah. Hmm. So Josh Giddy is 21 years old, I believe. Yeah, uh, he's an Australian there. player. He didn't attend college in the United States. But there's also video coming out so showing them together at a club, which was an 18 plus club. So it raises some interesting questions that obviously I'm not going to try to defend Josh Giddy because I don't know everything that happened and more information will certainly come out. But if you meet somebody at a club that's supposed to be 18 plus – Whose responsibility is it if there's going to be a relationship to make sure that she is of age? Uh, Not necessarily she, but just in general, that all parties are of age. And that gets a little bit tricky because 
let's assume she used a fake ID to get into the club. Is Josh Giddy going to be able to recognize a fake ID before, you know, they do the deed? Right. You're at a place where it's adults only. And then, yeah, you you get it's, screwed on this. That's that's not right. I don't feel like that's right. And what is he supposed to do? Like before, like, yeah, you're you're getting together with a girl. And then right before everything, <laughs> yeah. you're like, hey, let me check your ID real quick. You know, and it just doesn't make any sense. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. At the same time. He is a professional athlete. He's got to be smarter than that because he knows that people are literally trying to to get with him mm-hmm. for that, you know, for that clout, for that notoriety, for the clicks. So I feel like he's got to be a little bit more cautious than that. And maybe that's an American versus Australian thing that he's not aware of the 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 lengths that people will go to um in there, but again, we don't know all the details, so we don't know exactly what happened. Was he aware that she was a minor. If if that's true, then this is a whole different bag of worms here. Or was he misled in believing that she was of age? And then ultimately, it's up for a judge or a jury to decide, you know, who's yeah. who's responsible for this. But it's it's a rough situation to be in if he was misled. Um, I'm just kind of shocked that the the league. I guess the league's investigating. But this is this is kind of a weird situation that could really derail his career. If, if depending on what comes out. Right. Well, I think in the end, I mean, she, he could always go back on her being like, well, hey, you used a fake ID to get in a club that you weren't supposed to be at. So well, that's any, not him, right? That's, that's the judge that has to determine right. that a, a reasonable person would assume right. that she was of age based off the information that was right, given exactly. to Right, exactly. So yeah. anything that's coming from this from her, like trying to sue him or anything like that, like it's, it can't hold up in court, right? Because she well, used- I'm not a lawyer. She, well, because she used an illegal ID him. to get in this place that she wasn't supposed to be. But yeah. I don't think she's suing him though. I think it's just, you know, it, because if it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know where this is going to go, I guess is the short version, but yeah. it doesn't, it's not a good look. Um, so any, anyone that's listening that is a potential future, or let's just say you're a younger person, be, just be cautious because you, you could get yourself into a lot of trouble. And this isn't the first time something like this has happened where a player or a celebrity thought somebody was older yeah. due to circumstances. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a good look. I could certainly understand why the NBA doesn't want their players hooking up with minors. Yeah. <laughs> That's just bad. So I'm, I'll be interested to see what happens here. Now, I think it helps that it's a small market team. And I think the age of consent is in Oklahoma is different than it is in California. This happened in California. Unfortunately for him, this happened in California, where I think in Oklahoma, if she was 16, he would have been all right, which is mm. really weird to yeah. me. But... I mean, it's weird, but remember there was songs like written not too long ago about like banging 16 year olds, you know, like in in the 80s and 90s and stuff. There's, there's, you could go back and listen to some songs about about that. Sure. But when you say not too long ago, the 80s and 90s were a long time ago in the music world, right? That music is aged horribly most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's a weird situation. And, um, I, I just, I, I, all I ever hope for is that the truth and all the details come out so that we can make our judgment one way or the other, whether it be for or against Josh Giddy, uh, because it's, it's a bad situation. Yeah. For the NBA and everything. So I wanted to lead with that because that has been leading the headlines in the NBA. And if you're not aware, you know, certainly check out Josh Giddy news and you're going to see a ton of information on that. And information is coming out daily. Like initially there was no video of him and her in the club. It was just at an after party. So then it's like, well, 
that's different because mm-hmm. right. there's it's a it's a hotel party. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful there. But then video did come out of Josh Giddy and her dancing in a club, which would have had bouncers checking IDs. So then yeah. that changes the situation a little bit. So or was it one of those things again, where like Josh Giddy comes in and he's like, "Don't worry, she's with me," and they skip checking the ID or anything because it's it, Josh Giddy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Interesting. Like I said, I, I just hope the truth comes out and that you know. We, we find out what really happened here and, and whether or not that excuses Josh Giddy's behavior, you know, the, the, I don't know. I, I hate to say one way or the other yeah. because it's just, it's weird. And, um, the moral I, of the story I, is if she looks like she could be underage, make sure that she's no, not underage. No. <laughs> make sure of it. <laughs> Anytime Ronnie gives a moral of the story, <laughs> sum up, I always brace myself because <laughs> you never know what it's going to be. The moral of the story is if you have a 16-year-old daughter, don't let her party with NBA players. I know. Maybe set some some uh, some, some boundaries. Yeah, some rules, exactly. Make right? sure that she's yeah. home before the streetlights turn on. God, come on, guys. Before the streetlights turn on. <laughs> 6.30, get home. Exactly. Unless you live in Alaska because right. the lights, the yeah, streetlights never they, come, they never, they or never the, come the on. the sun never comes up. For three months. It depends on the time of year. Yeah. yeah. All, All right, right. Next story, Ronnie. What do we got? Okay. So thank you for starting us off with that. All right. So I'm going to go into the, the future of live sports. So we remember we were talking about ballet sports and everything and the, all these TV agreements. Well, t- the, the, it's, reaches, it's reaching its tipping point. So Sinclair Broadcast Group, they announced in a Texas court in mid-November its intent to shut down its bankrupt subsidiary. So with Diamond Sports Group. So this operates 17 regional ballet sports networks across the U.S. And this will end in 2024. The Diamond's business is going to go away. So they're no longer going to be around. So this is important for everyone to, to realize that, we, hey, we, we, this is all up in the air. You know, we don't know where our sports are going to be shown. We don't know if it's going to be on local TV or if like someone like YouTube is going to buy them. or We're going to have to watch everything on YouTube Live or Amazon Prime. So... And this doesn't just affect the NBA. This affects MLB, the NHL. There, there's a lot of teams involved in this. So it's kind of crazy what's going on with this. And um, it's kind of one guy was quoted, I do wonder how much this is going to change or has already been changing what it means to be a sports fan. So he says, how much are people going to seek out games when they can go watch it on a new TV or when they could go watch a new TV show or a movie on their own schedule versus chasing down some local RSN or who wants you to pay $19.99 a month, right? Because that's something that I personally have been dealing with. You know, it's really easy to watch The Suns now because it's on local TV. I love that. But then I had this deal where it was really tough to watch The Suns like five years ago for me because I had to go, I had to get a hold of Bally Sports somehow. And I had to find, I had to pay like direct TV, like $59 a month, you know, just to be able to watch The Suns. So it drove me crazy. And so... How is that going to change in the future? You know, are we going to be able to watch our our local sports channels for free now, or are we going to have to play twenty dollars a month in the future? So I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. worried, and just with all the technology going on too, like this. He also quotes on in this article. He says, "Follow the technology timeline too. It doesn't go backwards." So we we watch the evolution of this industry grow from newspapers to radio to TV to cable TV, and that's the one that changed everything, right? That place the industry on a whole other trajectory, regional sports networks. So it's going to be a whole different world and how we watch sports in the future. So I don't know. It's just interesting that this is all going on right now. And yeah, I hope hope it goes in the right direction. 
Yeah, it's, I do want it to be a it's local. It's going to go in the direction of money at the end right. of the day, right? Because that's the the TV revenue is what allows these salary caps to be set. So mm-hmm. you know, so you don't want to go backwards. Well, they'll go backwards if the money's there, right? Yeah, I want it to I be on local the TV, there. but then again, like I have all these apps now any anyways. So it's like if it's on Amazon Prime, well, I already have that, so I'm okay with that too now. But I just for like the people that can't afford these TV systems that just have antenna TV. I really wanted to be on local TV just for them. So I, I hope that the NBA and, and, and NHL and all these um, big providers, you know, they realize that and they keep it on local TV. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think the future is going to look a lot like the NBA app, the NBA TV app, where that's where yeah. you'll have to watch most of your games and maybe a few games on local television or ESPN or TNT like they have now. But I don't think... I hated Bally's as well. Not only was it, you know, an add-on to a package if you already had one, mm-hmm. but the 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 body of work was just terrible. Yeah. It wasn't good graphics. It wasn't it was just like amateur hour. It was like us trying to run a, a basketball game yeah. uh, production. It was really bad. Yeah, the quality of the games weren't very good on TV either, too. So that to me is always and I like listening to games on radio. I still like listening to games on radio and I, maybe that makes me old, but it's just sometimes when you're driving, it's just nice to have that voice of, you know, the play-by-play on radio is so much better than it is on TV because they're drawing you a picture with their words. And, you know, right. we were spoiled with Al McCoy for generations of that. I'm not sure what it'll look like. I haven't listened to any game on the radio this year, but yeah, yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot of money involved and I, you you see what happened is that these Diamond Sports or whoever, they overpaid for the product yeah. and they can't make money on it. And now they want out of this deal and you know someone else will be there to pick it up. It's just what does that look like and how long will it take to get there is the question. Right. Yeah, I used, I used to listen to Al McCoy too. And yeah, I haven't listened to any new new radio stations or new uh, radio broadcasts either too. So I wonder how it sounds. But by the way, so I've been watching the NBA sports app. I was watching the Celtics and like their announcers. They stink. Like they don't announce anything. But it it's almost <laughs> yeah. kind of cool because then you're kind of like you get lost in the game instead of listening to the announcers because they just let them play, you know. But then all of a sudden they like start talking about some some little play. But they're like the worst announcers. Like they, if you're gonna listen to them on radio, you'd be like, what's going on? Because they don't even speak hardly. So it's kind of weird. But you kind of it's well, it's nice because yeah, you get to see that you hear the atmosphere and everything. They rely on you being able to see the screen so they don't have to give you the rich detail that you get on right. radio typically. It's uh, just so, yeah, a, there's always a big difference between the radio announcers and the TV announcers. Yeah. It's a complete difference from my son's announcers watching them on TV because they they talk about the players that are receiving the ball and passing it to. It's like I think they're announcing to the people that can't see TV either too, you know, the blind, you know. So I don't know, just yeah, maybe. A, a little different. But yeah, interesting. It is it is fun to see those different setups and the different flavors. Uh, yeah. I obviously like watching the same play with the the home team and the the opposing team announcers just to see how they interpret it differently. Uh, you know, we saw Draymond Green put Rudy Gobert in a headlock recently. Mm-hmm. The Golden State home announcers were like, "Yeah, that that seems reasonable." <laughs> yeah, there's Draymond. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely some homerism going on there. Yeah. Okay. So next in the news, uh, Anthony Edwards. He could be moving from the basketball court to the football field in the future. That's a clickbait <laughs> headline that you fell for. You think so? No. Well, he was. This 100%. is in a, He was interviewed, and he says, first, I got to handle my business in the NBA as a Minnesota uh, for the Minnesota organization. We want to be a championship team, and after that, we'll figure things out." He was talking about how he, he used to 
play he, he said i could have been a professional football player um i was really good i was the number one running back in the country at nine or ten years old i stopped playing because i seen my <laughs> nine or ten years old. <laughs> i stopped playing because i seen my brothers playing basketball i thought it looked more fun so I there's a chance. Do you think there's any chance that he might become a football player in the future? Or I would you like to I, see that? I would say that him and I have an, a similar chance of playing in the NFL. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're so dumb. That's no. such a different style. You can't be a professional athlete. I, I mean, I look at how many people have played two sports professionally, right? You can count them on one hand. Yep. Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson um, there's another guy Michael Jordan. I can't think of his name. No, we're not going to count Michael Jordan no? because he didn't play. Per- no, he wasn't successful at baseball. He wasn't successful, but he played. He was successful at becoming a starter in the major league baseball. Yeah, absolutely not. He was not a starter in major league baseball. <laughs> he never made the, the the White Sox roster. He was in spring training invitee and he played minor league baseball. Are you serious? He was never a starter. I thought he was playing I'm on gonna the team. I'm going to confirm that, but I, I am positive he couldn't hit the curveball. I'm I'm pretty sure he started some games. Yeah, look, look click it, click it away. Uh, click it, I'll click it. Uh, he played one game in the NBA and the major league level. I That's told it. And you, it was an ex- <laughs> one game. And it was an exhibition game. It doesn't even count. He never played a game that meant anything in the baseball. Okay. So you cannot absolutely, you absolutely cannot count him. So you don't think he could be a running back? He kind of has a body for it. At nine or ten years old, he was a great running back. But the the difference in the way that you train for basketball versus the NFL is so drastically different. And when he gets to be older, his body's not going to be able to transition to that. Like, okay, now switch and just put on a ton of muscle and become an NFL player. His body's gonna be like, nah, we're good. I don't know. He's only twenty two years old. What if he they they're in first place right now? The Timberwolves officers. Let's say they win the championship. Do you think after that, he'd be like, hey, now I'm going to go play for the Cardinals? <laughs> if the Minnesota Timberwolves win a championship this year, I will get a Timberwolves tattoo. <laughs> it's not going to happen, Ronnie. <laughs> Wait, where, where would you want this tattoo at? <laughs> It'll be hidden. <laughs> because if my wife listens to this, she's like, you're not going to do that, are you? <laughs> and uh, I, I'm <laughs> He's not, they're not going to win the championship for one. I, I mean... They have more of a chance of winning the championship than he does of playing in the NFL, but that's just because he's already in that that the Timberwolves exist in the NBA. Now, this is a, this is a silly story. Okay, so let it be on I the hate record you for talking about it. That if the Timberwolves win, that you're going to get a tattoo of of his jersey of Edwards' jersey on your whole entire body, right? No, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I'll get a tattoo so it looks like I'm wearing a, a jersey. <laughs> like, it'll be my whole body. Tattoo a jersey on your body. Come on, do it. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Of Anthony Edwards. <laughs> All right. Anyways, did you see the Chris Paul ejection from Foster yeah, again? Yeah, so, I did. This is weird. Yeah. This is a weird dynamic. So, Golden State Warriors played against... Uh, who the heck did they play? I don't even remember. They played against This was team. the Phoenix Suns. This was the Phoenix Suns. Oh, that's right. It was against. a Suns game. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I was watching it so closely. So, and that, what was it? Like the second court, I think, um, him and Foster got into it after a bad call and he got ejected. And it's just like, dang, like I was kind of looking forward to watching him playing against the Suns and everything like that. So, and again, this is against his nemesis, Foster, which he has a record. There's this huge history with him and Foster. Um, he lost 13 straight playoff games with Foster refereeing his games. They have a, a 
total record of you said it was what three and 17 i thought it was two and 17 but three and 17 correct three and 17 when scott foster officiates uh, yeah. one in 14 one in 13 in the 14 playoff games yeah that's insane yeah they finally broke that streak when the suns beat the clippers um a couple of years ago so yeah interesting to see this again too this dynamic between these two they just hate it and chris paul is just saying like it's just a it, he's just very salty towards this guy you know he doesn't like him there's yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think so here's about Chris, this? Here's Chris Paul's quote. It's personal. The league knows. Everybody knows. And it's been a meeting and all that. It's a situation with my son. And so, yeah, I'm okay with the ref talking, saying whatever. Don't just use a tech to get your point across. Scott Foster is a – this is me talking now. This isn't Chris yeah. Paul. Scott Foster is a terrible official. He yep. he and Chris Paul have some personal beef, and he's 100% taking it out against him, which is just childish and immature. And Scott Foster should not be a official in right. the NBA, as far as I'm concerned, because of his relationship with Tim Donahue back with the, the betting scandal. So mm-hmm. I'm just blown away that he's still allowed to officiate games and everyone's just okay with that. Yeah, didn't you say there was like hundreds of texts between him and Donahue back in the day too? There was like during this time where they, they talked, uh, where this was going on, there was 134 calls from Scott Foster to Tim, Tim Donahue called Scott Foster 134 times yeah, during besties. this 18 month period. Some of these conversations were less than two minutes right before game nights. And, and when Tom, Tim Donahue stopped gambling, all of those calls to Scott Foster suddenly stopped. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, we don't know what was going on, but man, oh man, how do you look at that track record and not just be like, yeah, we're going to get you out of the game because there's yeah. clearly something going on here. I know. If, if I'm Adam Silver and I see that, I'm just like, you know, I, I, I don't want you refing for this league anymore. You know, you've done too Certainly many things playoff in the past. Games, and, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's still going on. I guarantee you it's something still going on there too with betting and everything. And betting is more affluent now. I mean, it's happening... You can't watch an NBA game without seeing a DraftKings or or a fantasy whatever different sites that exist. So right. exactly. it's really, really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so home teams have win 75% of the game in which Scott Foster is the main referee, mm. um, which is just absolutely crazy. Yeah. That's it's it's weird. such a disservice to fans to have this moron continue to referee games yeah exactly i don't know i don't get it but that that's all i got for the news i do have some re- uh, records to go over though so okay, let's hear it the raptors they sent a franchise record recently for assist uh they had 44 assists in one game which is insane but it was against detroit and detroit went on to lose their 11 straight <laughs> loss so yeah i think they're on the on the they're gonna beat their record of most losses in a row pretty soon unfortunately so, real quick, while we're talking about Detroit and how bad they are, Detroit is two and fourteen right now. The Lions, Detroit Lions, are eight and something, right? Yeah, they're, they're they have a winning good. record for sure. <laughs> Who's going to have more wins this season, the Lions <laughs> or the Pistons? The, now we're talking seventeen games versus eighty-two games. <laughs> Did you see that Orlando is second in their in the East too, which is weird? Yeah, so they it's crazy. now Orlando. Remember, they had the first round draft pick two years ago. And the Pistons had a first-round draft pick three years ago. So the Pistons are already, you know, way ahead of the Pistons. But the Pistons have another year on these guys. So what are they doing over there? Like, And they got their coach, Monty Williams, who, you know, I said coaching matters, right? Well, obviously it doesn't <laughs> because Monty Williams isn't Bad doing crap over bad. there. Yeah. 
So I don't know how They're much time. They're going to get better. I don't know it's how much just, how much time does a coach need to turn a team around. Two years. You got to give them two full seasons. Dude, the Suns never gave a coach half a season. So were well, you talking a? No, I disagree with that. What was Monty's record the first year he was there? He that was he was there for half that was a year. The bubble he year, was right? he was there. So remember there was that one guy Igor. He was a he was in oh, charge. Oh yeah, 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 I remember him. And then they yeah. fired him. And then I think Monty Williams came after him. There might have been some guy in between that, but Monty didn't have a full season. But the team together, they had a full season all together after Monty took over. So I don't know. I I would agree with you. I do think that you need at least a couple of years as with one coach. But that seems a, like it never happens. Like they'll have one year and then they get rid of them and then they are onto a new coach. And yeah. Anyways. So it looks like they gave Igor Kosakov a full year. And then they brought in Monty for that COVID year, the 2020 mm-hmm. year, where then he obviously won, uh, not won, but did really, really well in the bubble. And then, uh, so yeah, he, he Igor got a full year. Wasn't very good yeah. year, but he made, he made it a full year. Okay. Uh, and then Monty had immediate success. And I think, I think expectations matter. And I don't know that there was a lot of expectations with this Pistons team. There should be. This is a I good had roster. a lot of expectations. They had a really good roster. We actually said at the beginning of the year they had a decent team. It's a long year. Don't turn it around. <laughs> they better turn around. They better have more wins than Alliance. <laughs> that would be really bad if they <laughs> did. I'm rooting for that, though, because uh, I think that would just be hilarious. It would be pretty funny, though. <laughs> I'm almost rooting against that, just for that. But then we have to get another <laughs> draft pick, too, if, if, if they're bad, too. So, yeah, whatever. And then there was another record, a LeBron. He finally broke the 39,000-point mark in the NBA. So this is against a game against the Utah Jazz. And just kind of amazing to see this guy's in his 21st season, still scoring like crazy, still one of the best players in the league. Yeah, 39,000 points. I didn't think I'd yeah. ever live to see that day. I didn't really know what the threshold was. Like, you could ask me, how many points does LeBron have? And I'd be like, I don't know, 50,000? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> It's such a weird number. He's, so he's, I, if he plays again next year, maybe even this year, if he has a great year, he could score 40K by the end of the year and certainly into next year. So yeah, yeah, he's just creating some distance between, uh, between everybody. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, he, he's setting the records that will probably never be broken in our lifetime because I didn't think the other record to be broken, you know, but yeah, I mean, this one, Kevin Durant is 11th. He is the act, the, the highest ranked active player. And he is 12,000 points behind him. Yeah. That's a so, lot. That's a lot. And he's been in the league since it, he's been to Supersonic. So. Yeah, he's been in the league since Seattle had a team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, if they keep coming up with good technology to keep these NBA players in the games, you know, and healthy, there might be a chance. But sure. LeBron is just a, yeah, he's a machine, though. He's different. He's built different. That's all right, right. That's all I got for that stuff. I got injury news. Let's hear it. All right, I'm Who's gonna go, injured and yeah, I'll go how are they going to screw my fantasy team? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Do you have Kristaps Porzingis? I don't. All right, well, he's injured, so that's good. So he's he's out with a calf injury with the Boston Celtics. Um, looks like it's going to be a short-term injury, not too long. Jamal Murray has this hamstring injury for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he's ruled out right now. He's going to miss at least one more game, but he should be back after that. So it'll be good to see him come back. Tyler Hero is out right now for the Miami Heat with an ankle injury. This is a newer injury. It's a grade two ankle sprain. Um, so he's not. He doesn't have. Re, he's, there's no no return yet for him. 
Uh, now, how many games have we played in the NBA so far? Because I have John Morant on my list. Is there? John are we up to up. twenty games yet? We're not up to twenty games yet. Uh, we are fifteen to seventeen, depending on the team. The Cavs are eight and eight, so they've played sixteen. Okay. Uh, the Heat have played seventeen. What's the Memphis right Grizzlies uh, record right now? Because uh, the Memphis Grizzlies right now are yeah. Look at the very bottom of the list. Yeah, I was like, where are they? <laughs> they have played fifteen games, so they still have five okay, games. Okay, five left more. Okay, so keep an eye on him. Jaw. Maybe if you can try to trade for him or anything if you're in fantasy, because uh, yeah, he's going to come back from his his uh, twenty game suspension pretty soon. Uh, Jalen Williams, he has a hip injury. Um, he's going to be. Which team is Jalen Williams on? He's for Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, okay, because I see Jalen and I just think of Jalen Brown. Yeah, I was like my my baby because <laughs> he's on my fantasy teams. Jane Williams. Okay, yeah. So he's he's he missed his third straight contest. There's no timeline for his return with his hip injury, so it's kind of weird that that's going on with that. Um, CJ McCollum, he had that weird thing going on with his lung. He's actually practicing now for the New Orleans Pelicans, so he was a starter point guard okay. for this team. So he might be back pretty soon, any moment. So I have him on my roster. I've been keeping an eye on him real close. Zion missed the game, I think, last night, Saturday night's game. Yeah, he's um, off and on all the time. I don't even like talk about him on this injury report because that's <laughs> going to be him the whole entire year, right? Unless there's it's a significant forever, injury, yeah. then I'll, I'll report on that. It was a that. back-to-back game, so they, they maybe that was why. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's always got something going yep. on. And then Terry Razier, uh, he has a groin injury right now. He plays for the Charlotte Hornets. He's So, uh, yeah, he had some... Also, he had some right foot discom- discomfort as well, too. So he's closing in on a return, though. He might be soon back pretty soon. Anthony Simmons for the Portland Trailblazers has a thumb injury. Um, it was it was all surgically done and repaired and everything. So he could be coming back pretty soon, though. So it's, it is, okay. a, a, well, two to three weeks away from returning to action. Sorry. I thought it was. That's not soon. Yep. My bad. I thought it was going to be sooner than that. Two to three weeks. Ronnie giving us the lies. <laughs> yep. Cam Thomas, though, that's the one that could be could be coming back pretty soon. He had an ankle sprain, so um, keep an eye on that. I'm I'm going to give that about a week left on that one. Cam Thomas of the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, Cam Thomas, Brooklyn Nets. Thank you. For those of you that uh, don't follow the Brooklyn Nets, he was the <laughs> dude that had a ton. He like he went on this he, almost like Linsanity a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was averaging well, not, like 35 points a, a game. Time. Yeah, he went nuts, and then like. It just disappeared overnight. It was it was crazy. Well, so this he is year he was doing pretty good though. Cold. He's like he got picked yeah. up right away by like no one drafted this guy in my league, but then all of a sudden he started scoring like crazy again. And so yep, I mean there's really no one offensively on this team, and so he stepped up and yeah, he, he's the main guy, right? <laughs> yeah, the game before he got injured, he had 45 points against the Bucks, and it's just like what? Yeah, he's he's big surprise on that team, and then but uh, he's also feast or famine. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Chris Middleton for the Milwaukee Bucks. So he hurt his Achilles. Oh, guys but, always hurt too. Yeah, but it's not a season-ending injury. They're just being cautious. He 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 just it got sore, you know. So they're like, you know what? Just take some days off because you know you don't want it to be a season-ending ending injury. So he's going to be out. They're not. They it doesn't say how long, but uh, we'll see about him. So that's what the NBA's changed a lot in that sense. Is that they want players that are a little bit banged up to to sit out and rest because they realize mm-hmm. 10 teams will make it to the playoffs with the playing game. And that's really all that matters. Don't be in the bottom. You know, if you could be in the top six, that's great. And the bucks are number three right now in the East. So they have a lot of, um, a little slack there that they can, they can lose some games and still be okay. So right. I think 
the the league is going we're going to see a lot more of this we've seen a lot more of this and the NBA is trying to to stop that with the primetime games and in-season tournament must play sort of games but yeah. uh it's not surprising to see yeah just sit it out let's let it recover right well i mean especially when it comes to achilles too you know yeah all right so ben simmons uh, he had that back injury again of course he has begun light individual workouts so he'll be reevaluated in seven to ten days. What a loser! Jeez. So Ben Simmons <laughs> of the Nets—they're missing Ben Simmons. They're missing Cam Thomas. Yeah, and uh, they're they're losing games. Yeah. All right, <laughs> and, and then there's a guy. I don't know if you know him, but Wendell Carter Jr. He's a center for the Orlando Magic. So this yeah. guy had a finger injury. Um, he's missed a lot of games, uh, twelve straight. But this finger injury that he's had, it's it's getting healed. So I picked him up on my fantasy team. I think he's going to be pretty good on this team. So if he's available in your league, pick up Wendell Carter Jr. Keep an eye on him. Bajan Bogdanovic, uh, he has a calf injury. So um, he'll be out for a little bit. Is this the, the guy on the Hawks? Oh, yeah. He's for the Detroit Pistons. Oh, Pistons. He was on the Hawks. Yep. Now he's on the Pistons. Correct. Okay. Kelly Oubre Jr. could be coming back in about a week. So he had that car crash incident. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. So, um, yeah, has Tyrese Maxey has been benefiting from his absence. For sure. So I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maxey was also benefiting from Harden being traded too. Yeah. I know. I was <laughs> so happy he's on my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the last one I have is Jaden McDaniels for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He has an ankle injury. He will be reevaluated re- in two to three weeks. Is it related to the uh, WWE fight he had with Clay Thompson? I don't believe so. Okay. I, I don't no, know. No, it's not. I just, <laughs> it just seemed like it would be funny. Yeah, maybe you know something that I don't. He legitimately injured himself. Uh, just real quick on Ben Simmons. He still has two years left, this year and next year, on his contract. So, uh, Nets fans, you're paying this dude $77 million between this year and next to do what he's doing. Yeah. That's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. For him to have, they're paying him for courtside seats if he wants to, but he's yeah. not even on the court, is he? He's not yeah. even sitting courtside. What a loser. I hate oh, him. man. That's rough. Yeah. That's all the news. That's all the injuries. Are we, are we all finished up here, Ronnie? That's all I got. Sorry. I should have said that. All huh? right. No problem. I thought I saw the so last, last one, but my bad. <laughs> last week we teased that we were going to do our top three and we were going to do uh, timeline. So Marvel did this series called what if where what if, you know, Peggy became captain America instead of, you know, uh, what's captain America's name. What's captain America's name, Ronnie. Oh my God. Uh, private Steve. Yeah. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. There we go. Uh, instead of Steve Rogers, if it was Peggy. So they did this whole what if series and I thought, you know what, let's, let's do something similar. What timeline do we want to go back in time and change? And how do you think that that would impact the NBA? Uh, I teased one of mine and, and certainly on the list. Uh, but I'm going to go with my number three first. And this one's going to come from a Suns fan perspective. And really the title is just Joe Johnson. So if you're familiar with Joe Johnson, he was on the Phoenix Suns in 2005. He had an orbital fracture in the playoffs that ultimately he missed the rest of that playoff series as a result. And that was the last time he was a Suns. He felt the team disrespected him. He ended up leaving to the Atlanta Hawks. And I just really wish one, he didn't break his face. Mm-hmm. If, if we would have just stayed healthy on that court, that probably would have been the year that we won the championship. And two, if we just would have placated him and, and made him feel welcome as part of this team, got him more involved and didn't give him such a 
insulting contract offer extension? Would he have stayed? And could we have built a dynasty in Phoenix? So the way that the Joe Johnson relationship was handled in Phoenix is the timeline that I want to go back and change because I think it's a championship difference. Yeah, that that would be very interesting. Do you remember who it was that hurt Joe Johnson in that? Who who actually gave him the fractured face? I don't remember that too. I don't. Let me see if I, I can find it real fast. Yeah. yeah, it was against Dallas. It was against the Mavericks. Was so it? we always played those guys okay. hard. But I don't see the name of the uh, Jerry Stackhouse. Oh wow, Stackhouse! I like Stackhouse too. Yeah. Wow. So I I mean Stackhouse. So man, that changes my whole perspective of Stackhouse now too. Because I'm like I used to like him, <laughs> but now it's like he changed all this history for us and. Yeah, that was a big one because Joe Johnson was such a big shooter. Such, such, God, he was that guy that you wanted to have the ball when there was no time left on the clock, you know? So, and he was such a good shot when everyone was double-teaming Steve Nash. He just yeah. was open, and he took advantage of that. I think and this Steve was in Nash, 2005 as well, right? 2005, yeah. So that was right it's, when the Suns started getting good, too. That was the prime. That was right. that was the prime Suns. Yeah. We had a young Steve Nash and Amari, a Mary. I mean, it was... A team that was built to win. Yeah. And Joe Johnson was part of that team. And I would love for him to stay part of that team. So, like I said, he didn't. He w- he felt he was disrespected. He was a restricted free agent. And he asked the Suns not to match the offer from Atlanta. They obliged. And he became um, involved in a sign-in trade. Uh, for B- Boris Diaw ended up coming back as part of that. But Boris Diaw was no Joe Johnson. And... Um, Man, this is yeah, right before I started getting back into the Suns too, you know? Like I there was a time in my life when I didn't watch the NBA, but then the Suns started getting good and I started paying more attention, but I didn't know all these details. So thank you for bringing this to light for me yeah. too. Like 2005 was one. like the beginning years of the NBA again for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and your head it didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number 3, Ronnie. What do you have as number 3? Well, I I'm going to stay with the Suns and what if the refs never bet against the Suns? and the Spurs in the playoffs, just what we were talking about earlier too. Well, what if that never happened? What if we actually had some legit refs in the game? What if we never got suspended with uh, Stoudemire and um, who was it? Was it Dio that got suspended or was it? It was Dio that stood up as well, yeah. Or uh, Raja Bell maybe. Or, no, who's a little Barbosa? I think it might have been Barbosa too. I, I know there was two of them. It was either Dio or Barbosa. It was one of those foreigner okay. guys. <laughs> but Stoudemire was the big one when he came off the bench and then we got suspended for that. Oh, man, what, what if that never happened? Would we, would we have won and then won his championship? And then the year after that, Marion, he requested a trade too, right? Because he wasn't like the main focus. It wasn't the main guy on the team. And then we ended up trading Marion for Shaq because we were worried about like how we were going to play against the Spurs in the playoffs. And we were like one of the, we were, if not the best team in the league when we made this trade for Shaq. And then we just went downhill from there. We ended up being like eighth overall and we lost in the playoffs anyway. So it was a pointless trade though. But man, just <laughs> a pointless still trade, going yeah. back to the bidding though, like if, if the refs were never betting against the Suns, would we have won and would we have kept our team together and for how long and would we have gone on to win the championships? Because the Spurs did win the championship that year, but we were we were on track to beating them up until all this happened, you know, up until... All the refs and everything, and the ejections, the suspensions. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> There's just so much. That happened. What would have happened? We would yeah. we maybe would have would have had our, our first championship like the Bucks, you know, after 50 years of being in the league. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that both of us went with Suns as number three, but two very different, not very different, but two different timelines. Yeah, 
where where the Suns were robbed of a championship. That's just so many bad things. I hated that trade. I couldn't believe that we traded for Shaq right there. I was just like, come on, Suns, what are you doing? This doesn't help us at all. And Shaq's like, I'm going to win us not two, not three, not five championships. He just kept going on. Like I'm like, come on, just win one. And then we can even win a playoff game, barely. Nope. Oh, that's rough. Ronnie, what do you have as number two? All right, yeah. Let's uh, try to liven this up because I'm all depressed now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what if LeBron never left the Cavaliers? So I know he did at first, but... You know, and then he he went on to Miami. He you know to win his championship. So that's the question. Yeah, are everything. you talking about when he goes to Miami, or are you talking when he goes to L.A. or both? Every, if he's just a lifelong Cav. Everything all together. So let's say if he he never okay. left the Cavaliers. Let's say we just kept building the team there, or kept losing there. Like, what would happen? Like, would he? It maybe makes me think. Like, would he still keep them? Like, at, they would have such a good record where they wouldn't be able to build a team so much because you wouldn't have any good draft picks or anything like that. Because what happened is when he left, the Cavs ended up sucking. You know, they were like last Terrible. place, right? And yeah. then they ended up getting yeah. all these draft picks, and they ended up building their own team. And then LeBron well, said, Kyrie Irving was the the prize piece of that, right? He became the star of the team. Okay, so if LeBron was there this whole time, would he have ever won his first championship with the Cavs? Yeah, I, I think eventually he would have gotten there. And I think that the Dallas Mavericks are a good, a good sort of representative of that, right? Dirk Nowitzki was a superstar, but he didn't really have another superstar around him. He was just sort of pulling that team through the mud uh, with brute force, which is exactly what LeBron was doing with Cleveland before he left. So I think eventually the right combination of teams and the right you know role player gets hot and they win one, but I don't think... It certainly helped when they sucked for a long time. They drafted Kyrie and right. know, brought in Kevin I mean, that's, Love. And that's the thing is Kyrie, that was, Kyrie was such an important piece of that championship team too. So they wouldn't have gotten him, right? They would have drafted somebody that probably would have been undervalued in the draft that would have performed well. So it's hard to go back and look at it that. I think eventually, yes, he would have won one for Cleveland, but he took the... I don't want to say the easy way uh, because I understand his frustration, but he took a different route and eventually got them there. Just a little bit ugly <laughs> along the way. I, I honestly don't think he would have ever won because this has been proven that he needs to have a super team to win. He hasn't ever not had a super team and won the championship, right? He went over to the Miami Heat and where they had all those guys over there. They He went over to the Lakers and they had an amazing team, but it's never just been him. He's never been able to get... He's he's What's, gotten pretty far in the playoffs, but he's never gotten to the finals. And yeah, I don't I don't know if he would ever have won a championship. He might have been like one of those guys, like a Carlo Anthony, where it's just like really good, you know. But just what's a, the last non champion non super team that won a championship in your eyes? Non super team. Mm. So well, I'll just go. We'll go backwards here. The Nuggets super team. The Warriors super team. The you think Bucks, the Nuggets are a super team? They have two perennial all-stars, Nikolai Jokic and Jamal Murray. And both but, were healthy. But were they before they got together? Like Jamal Murray? Like he, Yeah, he was decent. But who's the third one? Uh, do you need three to be a super team? Eric Gordon? No, it's not him. <laughs> it's not, do you I need three players to be a super team? In I don't your know eyes? if that's a super team. I don't think that's a super team, honestly. Okay. I think that's just a really well-oiled machine. They all okay. work really good together. Then I will. Uh, I guess we'll we'll stop there. What, 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 <laughs> can, can you name off the other teams? Though, like, what, what's the last five at least? So Nuggets, Warriors, Bucks, Lakers, Raptors. 
I don't think the Bucks are either. The Bucks have Jokic, not Jokic. Wow, Bucks have Giannis, and then Chris Middleton is right. probably the next best player. Yeah, Drew Holiday. Think, yeah, the three of those guys make a super team. They were they were just a really good team. They weren't a super okay. team. Okay, well there you go. So I would say the Toronto Raptors are are similar in that sense, right? Yeah. They're they had Kawhi, they had um, Lowry, and they had some other players. But we'll, we'll be going to be talking about them. Yeah, but if you if you second. name off LeBron's teams that he's been on, they're they're complete super teams. They were built around him. Like he was like, "Hey, yeah. come over to to Miami, you know, we'll we'll try to win a championship." And they lost their first year. They end up winning the next two. So, and then yeah, he just yeah, he needs a super team. Okay, the LeBron hate is felt. Through the microphone, Ronnie. I can feel it. Uh, So my number two is, what if Michael Jordan never decides to leave the NBA to to go do his baseball experiment? What if he just says, I'm going to stay in the NBA. I'm going to keep playing basketball. How does that change? Do the Bulls continue to win championships instead of, you know, missing those times? And does he move up higher on the all-time points list? I'm certainly he moves up higher on the all-time point list because he's just uh, – so he's number five right now. Yeah. He is about 1,500 behind Kobe. Obviously, Kobe played longer. So it, it, you don't really know if Kobe would have kept playing to pass Michael Jordan. But he would have had – it would have been a lot harder. I think he would potentially pass Carl Malone and be number three, Jordan, if he hadn't taken that time off. So he missed the full season. The season he came back, he only played 17 games. Before then, he got back into playing 82 games and and winning championships. And then he took another several years off, Mm -hmm. not for playing baseball, just you know retiring before he came back to play with the Wizards. What if he just stayed that whole time and didn't miss those, gosh, five seasons, let's say? What, What does that look like in the NBA landscape? Is... Is LeBron capable of passing Jordan as the goat if Jordan never, you know, pauses? Yeah, I've I've thought about this a lot too. I don't understand why he retired so many times. Why didn't he just stay with what he was good with, you know, with the NBA? And he, he obviously loved the game. He kept coming back, you know. So, but yeah. And then has anyone ever actually compared like Michael Jordan's age compared to LeBron's age, like when they actually played? Because that'd be interesting to see like their stats at this their same age for those years that Michael Jordan played compared to when LeBron played those same years too. Yeah, I'm sure people have. It's just it's so hard to compare because I think the league is better than now than it was with Michael Jordan. Right. And part of the reason it's better is because all of these kids grew up watching Michael Jordan and wanted to play basketball mm-hmm. and training has gotten better. So Jordan made made superstars in that sense because people aspired to be him. So yeah. it's really in my eyes, it's almost impossible to compare. Jordan was the best of his generation. LeBron is the best of his generation. I think LeBron is better than Jordan, and I, I know I've said that before. But I just would curious with Michael Jordan playing that inferior talent, would he yeah. pass Carl Malone and score thirty seven thousand points? And I think he would. Yeah, and I, I think, think he, he would probably too. have a couple more rings on his hand, and it would be it would be tough to say Michael Jordan's not the best when he has you know eight nine championships because he stayed yeah. playing basketball. So let's say if he did continue playing basketball after his first three P, if he didn't go to baseball and he was playing, let's say if he lost a championship, do you think he would be viewed as still one of the greats ever that played the game or because he actually lost a championship, he would be viewed as, Oh, he, he might not be as good as some other players out there. You know, do you think that would take anything away if he didn't win the championship after that, if he didn't retire? So you're saying because he never lost a championship, 
Right. He's known as like、yeah. the, the best player in the NBA because he's never lost a championship. Right. Yeah, I don't know.、Um, that's. I don't think that plays a huge role in it. Yeah. I think if he, won, if he would have won those two years, so the Rockets won back to back after the Bulls, between the Bulls three peat, I feel like this team beats that team with Michael Jordan.、Yeah. So now you're looking at eight years in a row. Right. That's. That was my question. Yeah. Do you think they think would have、about. won eight years in a row? Because him and Scotty, as long as they're、yeah. together, they seem to win. And, but there were some good teams during that time period, too. The Utah Jazz were, were up and coming. They're, they're one of the best teams. What was well, the team? They beat the Jazz twice. Right. But they, I mean, yeah, they still stuck together. Who was the team that they didn't play against when Jordan retired that won the championship? Was it the Houston Rockets?、Did、it was the Rockets,、win? yeah. I yeah, literally、okay. just said the Houston Rockets. Oh, my bad. I, I missed that part. This sorry. Is, this is the pain that I have to suffer through, guys. Yeah, sorry. You suffer that every so often with me. Every, every so often. <laughs> <laughs> and then he retired again, right? And, and left. And then the Spurs won. And then the Lakers went on their, their epic run with you know, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And.、Um, Kobe Bryant, obviously. So it's, it's weird to think that they, they might have won 10 in a row, potentially. That, that'd be insane. It would have been crazy. Well, Phil Jackson left the Bulls and went to the Lakers.、Yeah. So that doesn't happen, right? If Jordan's still with the Bulls, I don't think Phil Jackson leaves the Bulls. Right. And goes、yeah. and coaches Kobe. So it's weird. It's a weird timeline to sort of think about, but that's I、like、what I、it. think about. And I'm going to go ahead and do my number one since I teased it last week. You've done your number two, right? Yeah, I did my number two. Yeah, yeah. okay. I got one yep, more. Yep, okay.、Uh, my number one is Kawhi stays a Raptor.、Uh, we, like I said, we talked about this last week. I just am fascinated with this because he came in and made such an impact on this team, traded midseason right before the deadline, and wins a championship with them, and has, to my, in my mind, one of the most, if not the most epic, serious clinching shots against the 76ers where it、yeah. bounced on the rim three times and fell in and just. It's just amazing to watch that. I, I love watching that replay because it's just, it's like a made for TV moment.、Uh, and they win the championship. Now he goes and signs with the Clippers instead. If he stays with the Raptors, I think this team has a real good chance to continue winning championships. That year that he won it all, OG Anobi was a rookie. So you hadn't even、Man. begin to see what he was capable of.、Uh, Kyle Lowry was, was getting long in tooth. He, he was pretty old. That's fine. But Pascal Siakam. It was his second year. We see what he's become.、Uh, Jonas Valentunas was on this Raptors team. Does he stay、yeah. around? Danny Green was still in, you know, in his prime. Serge Ibaka, you have these players that are just so capable. And you take away Kawhi, and you, know, you have to really change the makeup of the team. Pascal Siakam becomes sort of the guy. They make the playoffs, they make it to the、um, Eastern Conference Finals in that following year. So, Or, I'm sorry, the first, the semifinals. They make it to the Eastern Conference semifinals. They lose against the Celtics. This is the, the bubble year、uh, it, with COVID. But I feel like with Kawhi Leonard there, that's enough to keep them relevant for two, three, four more years, especially as you start to see these younger players develop.、Uh, Fred Van Fleet,、uh, you know, he was on that team and, and he was a young player that, that suddenly you know, came out of nowhere. So、yeah. I, I just would love to see. Kawhi take this Raptors team and build a dynasty like, like he did, like he helped do with San Antonio. Yeah, it didn't happen. He goes to the Clippers. He's hurt all the time. Yeah, would have kept a bunch of players together, which would have been good. But he has some injuries. So he has that neat, lingering knee injury. So would he just 
sit out a whole year and then would players just kind of like leave the team because they're yeah there's just no hope you know yeah just like i mean would it be the same situation right now because they're they're not that good without Kawhi, and if Kawhi's injured then they're not going to be that good so (laughs) well i think i think the difference is Kawhi's injured all the time but so is paul george and yeah. you don't have that here, right? P- Pascal Siakam plays a lot of games. Fred Van Vliet played a lot of games that you yeah. don't, as those guys start to mature, you can survive some of these Kawhi droughts and maybe do the load management that he needs to do so that he is fresh for the playoffs. Again, just, just the theory, just the thought, but I would yeah. have loved to have seen what they could have done. It would have been, it would have been awesome to have a Canadian team win multiple NBA championships. That's the key right um, there. Yeah. That would be really cool to see that, you know. Canada yeah. takes over USA, you know, as the best best team in the world. <laughs> best basketball team, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So that, that was my number one. I still, I think about it a lot because Kawhi was just unstoppable during that time. And yeah. um, now he is very much human. All right, well, my last number one, it's what if Shaq never left the Lakers? What if him Ooh, and Kobe okay. just got along and be, were just the best of friends and the bickering between, you know, who who got the mom more and just like all that stuff that was going on in the locker room. What if that never happened? What if they were just like the power couple of the NBA and they went on to, to win yeah. three more championships in a row? What if, what if, how many did they win in a row? Did they three-peat? They three-peated. So what Sounds. it's, so yeah, then if they stayed together, maybe they would have three-peated and maybe they would have done what Michael <laughs> Jordan did. say it like that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they maybe, would have three-peated. Yeah. <laughs> They would have, yeah. They would have had one three feet and one three year pass yeah. man, and then yeah, the next three years three feet. So it'd be a six feet, obviously. So, anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe, maybe something would have happened with them. What would have happened with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen if they were to stay together the whole entire time? How many championships would they have had together? That uh, just would have been an amazing thing. Like there would have been at least one other person to join that team. I'm sure that just like made them unstoppable too. You know, because like you. You just yeah. want to play with those guys, you know. You just want to be on that team, you know. So yeah, that's that would be an amazing thing. Those are just two unstoppable forces. You got the the best guard in the NBA versus the, with the best center in the NBA. I wish they never broke up. It's it's tough to look at because they lost two thousand three. The Spurs won the championship that year. They lost two thousand four. They made it to the finals, but lost to your Detroit Pistons. Uh, and then it sort of mm-hmm. became the Spurs time. Uh, and then the heat, and then it just it just sort of became almost wide open in some regard uh, because because of that, right? The Lakers get it together later, and Kobe wins two more championships. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they would have been a force to reckon with. I, you know, they lost to Detroit. I I feel like they would have been better than the Spurs and the Mavericks the following two years potentially if if they could stay healthy. The reason the Heat won is because of Shaquille O'Neal. So you take him off of that Heat team. They're not going to win uh, the championship that year. Yeah, it's weird. It's, Man, can you imagine some of those matchups too? Like, I mean, I'm thinking about yeah. some of these teams. You know, like uh, them, go, those two going up against the Pistons when they won their, had their championship team. Oh, that would be such a good matchup. Well, they did. And they then, did right, 2004. It was Shaq and Kobe versus you know Chauncey Billups and, and the Pistons. Well, okay, yeah, but but the Pistons won their championship, right? Yes, but they didn't. The, but the, so that was in the playoffs. They actually faced each other in the playoffs. Two thousand four, the NBA Finals was the Lakers versus the Pistons. That was Kobe and Shaq's last year together, and the Pistons beat them uh, four to one. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that they were ever beat. I thought they broke up and then they, they lost beat that twice because they lost the year before two thousand three. 
Uh, the Spurs, I, I don't know what that looks like, but the Spurs won the finals. Kobe and Shaq were on the same team in 2003. The Spurs beat them. Wow. I got to watch those. I know I gotta, you got to review your history. See? Man. This yeah, was, that's, I know. That's what I'm saying. There was a time when I didn't watch the NBA and that was it. So that's amazing. I didn't even know that. That's cool. It would have been cool to see. It's always, it always comes down to ego, right? And I think that was the problem with Shaquille and Kobe. Kobe wanted Shaq to work harder and Shaq was just so naturally good. He didn't think he needed to. And I think that caused a lot of problems. And then who, who was the reason that that team was successful? I think they both thought it was them. Yeah. Maybe Phil Jackson thought it was him <laughs> and yep. it just caused a lot of, a lot of drama and it's hard to get over that sort of drama. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Last thing I want to talk about is our, did you see that uh, of the week? And I am once again, sticking with Kawhi Leonard. It's been a theme for this episode. We'll call <laughs> this the Kawhi episode. Uh, he was visiting San Antonio and he was shooting three throws and the fans were booing him, as you would expect. Not just Kawhi, but in general, the home team boos the visiting team when they're shooting three throws. That's like basketball 101, right? Yeah. That's that's not new. Uh, but they were booing Kawhi. And in between three throws, Greg Popovich takes the PA microphone. And here, let me, let me play the clip real quick of what he said to the fans. Excuse me for a second. Pops on the mic. Can we stop all the booing let these guys play? It's not, last. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. So it's kind of hard to hear with, with the stadium background noise. But ba- essentially, if, if you didn't catch it, he's telling them, we're better than that. Stop booing, which only made them boo louder. So I just, was he trolling? Was he playing chess when everyone else playing checkers? What on earth would entice him to go out and say that? I, it just seems so weird. That that was crazy to see. i never seen that ever in my life. I mean, he just took the microphone out on the sideline and was just like, hey, uh, but this is not who we are, guys. Like, what, what are you doing? That's stop crazy. booing this kid. This is this is a guy that helped us win a championship in the past. Like, stop booing him. That's pretty much essentially what he's saying, you know. So yeah, very but interesting. Who that, cares? That's that's I what know. fans do. I know. I don't know. Maybe he's just so frustrated because they're their last place in the West too. They have the one of the worst records. They only won three games this year, I think. Right. So yeah, maybe he's just struggling. frustrated. That's he's taking sure. it out on the fans now. I get. I get that he's frustrated, but. I bet if we were to watch that game, fans are booing every single player mm-hmm. in a Clippers uniform that's shooting three throws. So then it's like, does he know that Kawhi is bothered by that? So, so this is, this is the theory that I'm, I'm working on here. Kawhi doesn't like to be booed. Greg Popovich knows that. So he asks the fans to stop booing, knowing that they're just going to boo louder. <laughs> is that, is that kind of the game plan? Or does he feel like Kawhi like he owes Kawhi something because of the weird relationship slash falling out that they had. And he's trying to be a good guy, but it just comes off really cringe and not effective. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's so out of left field that it just, it warrants talking about because of that. And I, I mean, if I'm a fan, I'm booing even louder. Don't tell me not <laughs> to boo this guy. Screw know, him. Right? So, and Popovich said some pretty rough things to him when they when they broke up, right? When he was cleared to play by the Spurs, and Popovich is like, I don't know. He's cleared to play, but he's not playing. I mean, that doesn't sit right with mm-hmm. a player. That certainly led to the downfall. It's all around very, very weird. Uh, so that is my did you see that of you, the week. Do you think Popovich is trying to build a super team and he's trying to get Kawhi to come over with him and Wamba Never going to happen. Never going to yeah. happen. It's kind of plus, weird, yeah. Plus, you don't want him back. He He never plays. He's hurt all the time. You want somebody that's not going to be injured on your super team. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Popovich was like uh, quoted sounds. talking about this a little bit too, where he's just like, "This is just all like the this is just the the negative mentality of the world right now." You know, is that everyone's all all mean and everything. Like he was just talking bad about everything, just uh, in general. You know, so how how much time do you give Popovich being the head coach now? Like, do you do you think about maybe switching coaches after this at all? Like, I mean, you got a losing record, the worst record of the NBA after you got the first round draft pick. Do you think it's time that the Spurs get a new head coach? Is that what he's doing? Is he he's turning the fans against him so that he can get fired yeah. and not have to quit? Or is he just getting is he playing the frustrated old man so that he can resign and say I I you know whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It could be a little bit of of either of those, but it's really weird. It was a really weird scenario, but at some point you do have to give up on Popovich. I think yeah. because of what he's done for this franchise, you give him some time. But if he's starting to turn on the fans, as a team owner, you got to be like, hey, man, <laughs> the fans are what pay your, your bills and, and pay right. your salary. You can't attack them. Yeah, uh, it, It'll be weird to see how this plays out for the rest of the year. I think they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to finish last, but um, it, is, it is a very weird setup that they have going on there in San Antonio. I think the expectations were much, much higher for this team. Oh, heck yeah. They were for me even too. Yep. I expected them to do a lot yeah. better. All right, so all right, Ronnie, what do you got? Yeah, my did you see that was the one? There's a, a Lakers fan who uh, got a chance to win fifty five thousand dollars from the MGM Rewards program at the Lakers home stadium, of course. So he went to show with this half court shot to win this money, right? And as soon as he launches the ball, he pulls something in his leg. He just he he falls to the ground and like <laughs> he starts rolling around and everything. Did you see that by any chance? I did. Yeah, of course. It's just so it's crazy. Called, did like, you see that? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. it was. He's, he looked like an older guy. You know, he he looked pretty tall and everything too. You know, so you, <laughs> it's just funny to watch a video though. Still, I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy because he hurt himself. But as soon as he goes for the shot, he like stretches his leg out, and you could tell he he hurt something right there. And then he tries to like land on it and everything. And then at the same time, he's like. He's he's stumbling to the side about to fall down. He's holding his back too, and he just pulls everything. <laughs> Old like age he, caught up with him. Oh quickly. yeah, big time. Yeah. Father Time is like, nope, you're not winning this money right here. And he falls to the ground, just holding his leg. And then the DJ comes over. He's kind of laughing. He's like, hey man, come over here. You know, he's helping the guy out. The guy could barely walk over back. Yeah. And, he's, and then he, the DJ takes the microphone away. He's like, are you really hurt? You know, <laughs> the guy's just like holding his ankle and everything. Oh man, yeah. how embarrassing would that be to be like? I'm going to redeem my life. You know, I'm going to get this $55,000. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to win. And then you just pull everything, you know, right in front of oh, the I whole know. entire stadium. That, yeah. that guess be, must be the worst feeling for this guy. I feel I like feel there so could bad. be a lot things, things that are a lot worse. And I think Josh yeah. Giddy would agree. But yeah, this one's <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, good news is he wasn't seriously hurt. It was just a tweak. No torn Achilles, no torn anything, no major injuries. Uh, ultimately, just an untimely tweak from, you know, running and doing a half-court shot that your body's yeah. certainly not used to. So that's the good news. You never that's want good. somebody to get hurt on something like that. But yeah, he uh, he made all... I mean, we're talking about him on our podcast. He was on the not top 10, I'm sure, as well. Yep. Um, it's just... It sucks. And yeah. uh, uh, hopefully he has a good sense of humor and you know his friends will give him a hard time, but then they'll move on from it. Yeah. It won't be something well, that's that too, like, forever. You're like telling on your friends, like, hey, I'm going to be shooting the half-court shot at halftime, oh, yeah. so make sure you tune in to watch me. <laughs> so all your friends are watching and everything. Oh, it's so bad. Would you want to shoot a half court shot, Ronnie? Here's Absolutely. your chance. You would take the shot, of even if I would. knowing you could embarrassingly airball it or or pull no, a I'm gonna you make still it. Still take it. I'm a, <sighs> get out of here. I'm gonna make it. I am like 
50% from half court shots. 50% from half yeah. court shots. Yep. Okay. So let's, let's go live we're stream gonna it find and I'll a show time. you. Yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to find a time. We're going to go to a court and we're going to shoot four shots and you're going to make two of them is what you're saying. Yep. One backwards if not, too. If, <laughs> if not, you're getting a tattoo of <laughs> the Timberwolves as well. Are you joining me? Uh, I'll get a tattoo of <laughs> Beverly's jersey on my body. There we go. There we go. Beverly's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I. I. It's tough to make. I would. I would do it as well. I'm not nearly as confident as you. I think I have a 10 percent chance of making it, and it would. I would most likely miss it. But I just hope that I wouldn't. You know, airball it or fall on my face or do something. Yeah. That would be my goal. Uh, yeah, it's a rough, it's a tough shot to make. I mean, most NBA players can't make it in that sort of fashion, right? You always see it happen a lot, but it's it's not an easy shot to make. Okay. For real, realistically though, I would be surprised if I didn't make it in my first five shots. If we go to the okay. indoor cart, let's- So now we, you're saying could, 20%. Oh, an oh, yeah. indoor court. Oh, these rules keep changing. Look at this. Well, because you can't shoot it on a windy indoor. day. That's hard as hell. Well then, we'll wait, wait for a non-windy day. Yeah. Okay. Let's. No, we could. There's indoor courts. There's like the Planet Fitness and all those. Well, no, not Planet Fitness, but uh, some of those fitness places have indoor courts. So we can do it right in yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I'm down. we'll we'll figure out a time to do it. You're saying twenty percent. Five uh, minutes. Meet me there in five minutes. We'll do it right no, now. No, absolutely not. Twenty <laughs> percent. Uh, okay. I, I I think I can make one out of ten. You think you can make one out of five? Yeah. But I'm, my I'm goal saying. is right. to do two out of four. That's your goal. This is do two out of four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you know if this ever happens. It probably won't because I recognize I'm an old man and I don't want to uh, go shoot basketball. But we'll, Okay. We'll I'll record myself time. doing it and then you can... Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll be on TikTok. We'll do a TikTok dance before and after and then you'll shoot it. And everyone will be like, who the heck is this guy? And I'll be like, yeah, that's Mr. Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who are you right, looking that's... forward to watching? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I, I have not looked at the schedule. You know, I'm not going to talk about the NBA in-season tournament. I know you hate it. Oh, I, you don't want to talk about that? Thank you God. You don't want to talk about it, Ronnie. Yeah. Screw that. Man. Although I saw the uh, Lakers the, actually like punched their stamp the into the in tournament. They're, they're punched. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you go first as I, I peruse the schedule and yeah, see so I'm looking what at, I want to do. Um, there's a game on Tuesday, November 28th that kind of caught my eye. It's against the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings as an in-season tournament. Not oh, sure, you're talking about it. Not not sure where they stand with that, you know, but uh, just that in particular game because it's those two California teams and the Kings are good, the Warriors, uh, the Draymond Green should be back during that game too. So, I don't know, this one just, just looks interesting to me. I'm going to definitely be tuning into that one to see what's going on with, with those those two teams. Okay, that's that is not a bad pick at all. I am interested in oh geez, there's there's a couple of really so the Suns have a chance to make the in-season tournament quarterfinals, but they need some help. And that game that you talked about is one that they need some help on. Mm-hmm. Uh but I am gonna go with the Nuggets versus Clippers on Monday. No, I'm no? sorry. Oh, uh, give me guess. just a second. Let me find it. Let me find it. Uh, I want to do later in the week. Because that's the way I There's am. only one week, uh, one day of in-season tournaments, right? Does that mean it's yeah, coming up? It's, is it it's, ending it's pretty soon? It's almost done. It's almost done. Yeah. Oh, so is Tuesday the last day? Tuesday is the last day of the group stage, and then it moves on to the quarterfinals, where eight teams will still play. Oh, okay. So that's why, again, your schedule, your NBA team has some TBDs, because whether they make it or not, 
uh, is going to be on there. I'm going to go with the Lakers and the Thunder. And nice. the reason is because this is going to be about a week since it, the news broke. Is Josh Giddy still going to be playing? One, that's a question I have. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are killing it right now. They're second in the West, I believe. They are just yeah. playing really, really good basketball. And the Lakers, I think, are a playoff team. So you know, how are playoff teams going to do against other playoff teams, especially one that's facing some adversity with one of their players uh, – <laughs> doing doing some bad stuff potentially. Uh so I'm just curious to see how that will work out. But yeah, that's that's who I'm gonna pick. Yeah, Thunder I like that. That's a, that's Thursday, November thirtieth. Thursday, November thirtieth. Yep. Yep. Perfect. I like that pick. Hey, does anything stand out to you in the standings? How about the I'm I think we mentioned that Orlando Magic being second place over on the east. That that amazes yeah, me. It's it's crazy to think that the Magic and the Thunder are second place in their respective conferences. Just not at all what I think anyone would expect. I think the biggest yeah. surprise to me is is you you called it last week. The Timberwolves are first in the West. That's insane. What the heck is happening? I know, that right? is so unexpected. And again, it's a long season, but they finally are gelling. They're finally playing basketball together. And I I ultimately think that that headlock benefits the Timberwolves more than the warriors because now the timberwolves can like unite under this hey i fought for you literally <laughs> where the <laughs> well, warriors are like oh this guy he's doing it again i get where you're going with that but they did lose their game after that though after that happened they lost games. against the suns uh, yeah but then they did That's... win they get one 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 and then they lost just recently against the kings so yeah kind of but yeah the thunder it's... are second the suns are third the suns moved up finally so thankfully they're up there we saw last year that these Timberwolves could not play together, right? They couldn't get on the same page. I Obviously, your helps, but I also think something like this helps. You're not going to see the results necessarily immediately, but I think just the way they treat each other, the way they give each other maybe a little bit more slack and credit. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a Anderson punching Gobert on the sidelines yeah. <laughs> this year uh, because Gobert went to battle for those guys. So, yeah, i I shocked to see it. Uh, the Suns, yes, definitely. I wish they would get everybody healthy again. Um, yep. To see what they're really but capable they're, of, but we also see the a, Mavericks burning their way up through the through the rankings here. Yeah, the Suns are on a six game winning streak, and they have yet to have Beal, uh, Durant, and Booker all on the floor together this year. That hasn't happened yet. So six is the current longest winning streak in the NBA. Both the Magic and the Suns have a streak of six wins, and on the losing side, we have the Spurs in the West with eleven losses in a row, mm-hmm. and the Detroit Pistons. 13 games in yep. a row. But the Pistons yes. aren't last. The Wizards are last. Well, they have the same record. So <laughs> I think Pistons come before Wizards alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the Pistons probably won against the Wizards. That's my guess. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, or maybe it, they have more points overall. When you're, when you're talking about the bottom of the barrel, yeah. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I forget what the tiebreaker is right there. I think yeah. it's points overall. Uh, but that is going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks, you guys.